Hello and welcome to Master Rad, the Charizard TCG Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, Rafi Avakin. On the last episode, Chapter 2, Season 2, we started discussing the Pokemon games. In Chapter 2, it began, began with versions Red and Blue. Please check out the prior episode. Then we went into version Yellow. And into gold and silver, and it ended in a review of crystal version. On this episode, we'll be reading about ruby and sapphire version, as well as the hot reboot fire red and leaf green, and the diamond and pearl version series. Our first code card will be another brilliant stars. So many brilliant stars. Which will give you a Charizard if, if you're lucky. And a vivid voltage. Which will also give a Charizard. Our first code card is going to be from Vivid Voltage. It's G J D B six B D. 4JYXKG. Here's the code. Guys, in order to get the code, now you have to go to TCG Live and play that game. I guarantee you, you will like the TCG Live game. Even when you're used to the TCG Online. TCG Live has so much more things and um, ways to play the game. And it's very user-friendly. So go ahead, check out TCG Live, and you'll be able to get the TCG code. If you'd like to, go ahead and subscribe. I do have an episode discussing about TCG Live and how to um, upload the codes. Thank you so much. Again, so all the new episodes are free. The prior episodes are subscriber only, please, for $2 a month. And you can cancel anytime. Um, you'll be able to have access to all the episodes prior to the newest one. So the episode prior to this one is going to be locked out. You just need to subscribe for $2 and you'll be able to have access to it. Sounds good? Good. So uh, we've been reading from our ultimate guide to Pokemon in our season two. We started off with chapter one, discussing about Pokemon, uh, celebrating Pokemon, the main players of Pokemon, who uh, developed it, and who had, who animated it, um, as well as all the new things that were going on in Pokemon. That's in chapter one. Please go ahead and check out the prior episodes. The first uh, episodes in season two discusses these things. All right, so Ruby and Sapphire, what are they about? More players equals more fun. Check that out. That's the Game Boy Advance. If you weren't around, and we're looking at that that page. <clears throat> says the power of four generation three games. Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire multiply the fun with up to four monsters and human trainers fighting simultaneously for the first time by Stephen Polak. 
Again, we're reading from the Ultimate Guide to Pokemon. <clears throat> Keen to take us into a new world, and perhaps because the old one was too familiar, the Pokemon Ruby's Pokemon Sapphire games both moved to the entirely new region of Hoenn. The re releases are also the first in the series to be developed for the more powerful Game Boy Advance. So the graphics take a solid step forward. Added to this, we also get to significantly expand our Pokedex with 350 creatures to catch, train, and battle. We have over a thousand these days. With these additions alone, Ruby and Sapphire, which must be purchased separately as usual, showed impressive evolution when released stateside in March 2003. They were snapped up like the proverbial hotcakes with 16 million copies sold. The other big trick this series had up its sleeve is the way battles change and become more complex. Instead of just put, pitting one Pokemon against another, now you could have up to four of them battling it out at once. This adds a welcome layer of strategy to the action, as you can pick pairs of Pokemon that work well together and can target the weaknesses of the opposing pair. So this is when uh, two-on-two matchups began in the uh, Sapphire Ruby era. <clears throat> we have a picture of our, uh, of our Game Boy right there, Game Boy Advance. <clears throat> it says, from the left, trainers Brendan and May uh, and starter Pokemon Mudkip. We have a po picture right there. Trico and Torchic. The Game Boy Advance sold more than 81 million units worldwide. Ruby and Sapphire track real time, real lifetime with changes to tides and plant growth. Yep. So these are the introduction to plant growth and all that. Okay, so let's continue. Tag team battling is very welcome. But the games still offer mainly solo battles. This is a shame as the four critter clashes are a highlight. There is one additional bonus with this approach. Up to four friends can face off at once using linked Game Boys. So you could have a real world royal rumble with your pals. Some bizarre new elements were added up to this too. On top of this too. You can promenade your Pokemon in front of potential enemies to scare them off. And if your mon are looking a little flat before a fight, you can make them smoothies to give them that extra burst of kiltastic energy. We kid you not, Ruby, Sapphire, and later Emerald. I still have Emerald to this day, by the way. Released in North America in 2005, uh, see May and Brendan as the player characters. They returned in 2014 when the enhanced versions Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were released for Nintendo 3DS as part of Generation VI. The new Hoenn region is modeled on the subtropical Japanese island of Kyushu. The games are certainly better for it, as the lush vegetation coupled with the more powerful graphics make touring more interesting than previous releases. The only blot on the copybook is that some players found the games a little too easy compared to previous installments, but the multiplier battling is a real plus. So, um, what I really love about um, Pokemon Emerald is exactly the lush uh, forest and check this out over there. 
It's so cool. I've actually uh, drawn this. The artwork is so nice when you, especially jumping from gold and you start seeing color. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's the forest there. So, and then that was the <clears throat> review of the Emerald version. <clears throat> so it doesn't go into the story mode, right? There's Groudon, there's Kyogre. They're battling it out. There is the sea versus the earth. You have Team Magma um, versus Team Aqua, right? And then Team Magma is trying to wake up Groudon. Team Aqua is trying to wake up uh, Kyogre. And you take part in trying to stop that. If you played Emerald, um, you even more uh, progress in the story. You get even more um, involved into Rayquaza's end of it and how you end up catching Rayquaza in the game. It, Emerald is really good to check out. Um, if you haven't played Ruby and Sapphire yet, go ahead. Try to pick yourself up a copy of Emerald. Now... I'm going to go into this part. It says a hot reboot. I really love this game. Fire Red and Leaf Green. I was so excited when these came out. So let me read about them. A hit reboot. New Pokemon games had arrived on a more powerful Game Boy Advance. But what about the old classics on the old platform? Never wanting to miss an opportunity, Nintendo gave Generation 1's Red and Blue a lick of fresh paint and re-released them as Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green. Blue was originally released in Japan as Pokemon Green. Thus, those who had missed these seminal games the first time around got to play slightly enhanced versions. The gameplay, the graphics, even the glitches, like the way characters never swiveled their heads to speak to each other, were retained. And the games went on to become the second best-selling games on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Uh, if you can find yourself a Fire Red, Leaf Green, these were really good. I really enjoy playing these games. Um, <clears throat> next one. The Monsters Move Online. This generation, actually, this game, I missed. I missed Diamond and Pearl version. Although, I think I do regret it. I miss these versions uh, as well as the next ones. So let's dive into these. The Monsters Move Online. Not content with cable-based network action, Generation IV's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were the first games to deliver fun on the internet. Let's go. So we have pictures right there. With the runaway success of Pokemon Go, we forget that there was a time when Pikachu and his pals were definitely not found roaming the internet. Indeed, Nintendo was one of the game companies noted for its tardiness to the online gaming party. So it was a really big deal that the fresh duo for 2007, Pokemon Diamond and the sister game Pokemon Pearl, dipped their toes in the waters of online gaming. But the move was more akin to paddling in a kiddie pool than tossing us in at the deep end. Yeah, there wasn't much um, internet gameplay. Both Diamond and Pearl take the significant step of allowing players from around the world to meet via the internet for intense Pokemon battles. However, Nintendo approached things very carefully. 
for starters, to meet anyone online at all, you had to get permission from the person you wanted to play with. A friend code was needed in order to log in. And Nintendo made it impossible for you to battle or even just talk with strangers. Nintendo's caution was very much informed by the need to make sure that the online Pokemon experience was as safe and controlled as possible. This approach might seem odd these days, but back in the early 2000s, online gaming had a bit of a bad reputation. Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl were huge successes after their April 2007 releases in the US, as they offered a lot of new elements. Most significantly, and long before Roblox ever existed, you could trade with other players online, swapping Pokemon from your stable using the global trade station platform included with the games. Uh, we have a picture right here, and we're going to read the top part. <laughs> Dawn is also featured in the remakes uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. From left, Turtwig and Chimchar, the game's boosted visuals include characters, reflections, and water. <clears throat> the games also debuted on the new and significantly more powerful handheld Nintendo DS. This means that the visuals are another leap ahead of the previous games when it comes to animation, depth of color, and effects like water and shadows. Naturally, there are also new Pokemon added to the list for you to hatch and trade, and the 107 offered between the two new games brought the overall total up to a staggering 480. That bond would be getting pretty big if you sorted them all for real. Yeah, and it's getting pretty big. Uh, if you're playing, uh, those of you who play Pokemon Go, uh, you can see how many Pokemon there really are. And there's always something new coming out. And then you always have to kind of go in and update your box. Uh, you, you find yourself a lot of times deleting a lot of a lot of Pokemon that you had. Or trading away Pokemon. There's so many and we just got to catch them all. So let's continue. In keeping with tradition, Diamond and Pearl also give us a virtual tour of sorts of a new area in Japan as the snowy region of Sinnoh, where the game is set, is inspired by the colder northern prefecture of Hokkaido. The character of Dawn makes her debut in these games and also shows up in Platinum. She so we're going to see the sidebar right here, Pokemon Platinum. Um, let's check it out. Two for one. If you want the Diamond and Pearl experience without having to buy both games, there's an option. Pokemon Platinum, which was released in 2009, featured these previous releases jammed together with a bonus realm called Distortion World to explore as well. Distortion World is a puzzle-based area set entirely in 3D. <laughs> that you must adventure in before you undertake the final battle in the quest. It's neat, but if you already have Pokemon Diamond or Pokemon Pearl, then Pokemon Platinum is probably not worth buying. I mean, if you like to check it out, you should probably go and check out the the realm and these uh, special version games that are actually pretty cool. So even if you have the regular one, um. If you have the opportunity, if you play, finish the regular one, trade it in. 
and check out the story mode of the of the special version one. Guaranteed, you're gonna find something in there that's exciting, especially if you like the regular one. Anyways, <clears throat> to continue. So we're talking about the character of Dawn makes her de uh, debut in Pokemon Platinum, which I just shared. She appears in the accompanying Diamond and Pearl anime. Okay, as well. And she and Rosa are the only playable characters in the Pokemon trading card game. Oh. All right, okay. By combining online play, better visuals, and many new Pokemon, both Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl went on to become monster hits, selling 18 million copies worldwide and as such are well worth a second look. Yeah, 18 million copies. There's no uh, no wonder we came, they came out with Brilliant uh, Diamond Shining Pearl. All right. I said we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't go this long, but we're 18 minutes in. We're doing really good. Take a look, guys. That was Diamond and Pearl as well as Platinum version. You see that, guys? All right. Now we're going to read about Black and White version. All right, let's get into this. New battle types and new location. Generation V. I don't know what the what the Roman numerals are, guys. You guys could uh, email um, masterred at gmail.com. Yeah, we have an email. I'll actually leave the exact email uh, in the description below. Email it. Let me know. Um, you know, answer that question. What is the Roman numeral V? All right. All right, so this game, generation games, Pokemon Black and White, ushered in a whole new world with skyscrapers and changing seasons. Let's go into the Steven Polak. With the release of Pokemon Black and White, the little monsters left Japan and took a trip to New York City, hmm. resulting in a change of scenery for the series that was long overdue. The games for the Nintendo DS were released in North America in 2011, and set in a city called Unova, which bears more than a passing resemblance to the Big Apple. While these Generation V games offer more skyscrapers, they also ditch the slow-moving old male professors, and instead, despite the Miss Orea, Juniper is on hand to help you start your training. Professor Juniper has a lot more character and plenty to say, too. Indeed, black and white deliver a much richer game world, where story is a bigger part of the experience. Oh, and before you go looking for the latest batch of sad losers from Team Rocket to battle with, know this, they have been replaced. A new crop of villains are ready to battle you in the form of Team Plasma. Unlike the rather reclusive Rocket Posse, uh, Plasma peeps pop up all over the place and don't just hide in the dojos and wait for you. They are led by N. An orphan raised by Pokemon who wants to create a separate world for humans and Pokemon. On top of this, it says monsters. On top of this, the new games also deliver weather and seasonal changes to keep you on your toes. 
they had this. They had the uh, different weathers and 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 rope. The weather isn't just for fun either. It has an impact on which Pokemon are likely to show up and even which areas you can easily access. For example, when it's winter and snowing, drifts will pile up and make new areas accessible. Oh. Combat and collecting new Pokemon is still the order of the day, but even here, there were some welcome changes. So I'm going to see over there. I'm going to show up. <clears throat> picture right here. I'm going to read that top. Unova has skyscrapers inspired by NYC, as well as factory towns and rural areas from New York State. Number two, Team Plasma and Anne also appear in the sequels Black 2 and White 2. The Generation B games have a new have a Pokemon musical feature. Okay, let's continue. Combat, uh, combat and collecting new Pokemon is still the order of the day. But even here, there were some welcome changes. For a start, the animation is significantly more dynamic and sprites are more detailed. Black and White also introduces new battle types with three-way wars. Yep, six Pokemon at once. Interesting. And tag team battles. The, the latter are really exciting as you can rotate your Pokemon to take turns and at attacking the enemy. And which Pokemon you select at each stage will be a strategic decision. These new battle types are great, although just like other new combat elements in prior releases, we could have seen them more often. One final new development that really changed how the game is experienced is that the 156 new Pokemon on offer are the only critters you can use on your travels. Oh. So while the stable Pokemon from other games could eventually be accessed, you'd have to finish the adventure before you'd get to see even one millisecond of Action from your buddy Cradilly or old pal, old pal expert. I'm not sure who is going to bring their buddy Cradilly, but they're probably definitely going to try to get Charmeleon or Charizard from another version for sure. And they were probably pretty disappointed that he wasn't on there. Anyway, so let's go here online upgrades. Ooh, black two and white two. Let's go. Online upgrade. Pokemon Black and Pokemon White took a different approach to online play. Finally, the shackles were shattered and you could find and meet complete strangers and battle with them. This development was so successful that Nintendo released Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 in 2012, less than two years after the first two games, and added a much more ambitious and occasionally buggy tournament mode that was designed for up to 100 players online at once. The sequels also offer an enlarged Pokedex with nearly 300 Pokemon from all five generations, including many that aren't available in black and white. So it's black and white too. So Pokemon is very good with the sequels. They're, they're really good. So. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see where we're at. 24. So, guys, that was Pokemon Black and Pokemon White. Both versions. See this? Very nice. We're approaching 24. All right, guys. And next... We'll be reading about um, Pokemon Y and Pokemon X or X and Y. I think we could get into it.
first, let's get into our first code card. Um, G, J, D, B, 6, B, D, 4, J, Y, X, K, G. Right here, go to Pokemon Live, use this code, and get a vivid voltage uh, booster. Alrighty, so let's go into this. Reimagining re the world in 3D. Guys, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out Bonfire. Check out the Master Red um, TCG Pokemon Podcast merch. There's, there are uh, jackets you can get uh, with the Pokemon Game Boy on it. And if you would request, go. Uh, uh, you can go ahead and request uh, these from me. Um, go ahead and email Master Red. Uh, I'm going to leave the email in the description it's a special email just for you guys for the podcast you can go ahead and email me ask for this and i'll give you pricing for this okay it's a special order um for the for the card sleeves and you could also ask me for a special order for the mat mat's so cool I've, i use it all the time and and it has different placements for your pokemon cards you can ask for it um and just ask me for an email as well. Also, if you want to ask about where the shop is, go ahead and email me as well. I haven't been doing a good job of putting it on the link, but I will try to. Um, thank you so much. So then let's go into our X and Y version. So what's this? And I never got to play um, uh, X and Y, by the way. Well, let's deep dive. With the release of Nintendo 3DS handheld, the huge boost in processing power made it possible for something really special to be brought to life. Pokemon X and Y, released worldwide in October 2013, are the first Pokemon adventures to have a more overtly European influence as the realm of Kalos is heavily inspired by France and Paris in particular. This means there are lots of cafes, salons, lovely old-looking limestone museums, plus a big, shiny tower that Gustav Eiffel would have been proud to slap his name on. Oh, and you can roller skate everywhere, which is faster and fun. How very sophisticated. That's interesting. I never heard of the roller skating part. Until now, you can go on the bike and it'll make the sound. So you can get on the bike and then it'll make that music for you. But now you get to roller skate. Interesting. The games are also rendered in delicious and super colorful 3D on the Nintendo 3DS, making them more detailed, smoother, faster, and better animated than ever than every Pokemon game to be released before it. Battles are where this extra 3D power really shines, as the attack animations are better than ever before, with lots of flashes of color and more detailed Pokemon going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You begin the game as a novice Pokemon trainer, was moved to a small town called Vanneville, and once you have a chat with Professor Sycamore, you are given access to starter Pokemon and sent on your way. Oh, so Sycamore is actually showing up in the Pokemon trading card game as well. The starter mon in these games are a blue frog-like creature called Froakie. Um, so Greninja is right now uh, really popular in uh, Pokemon training card game. 
and it's Froki evolves into Greninja. So Blue Frog-like creature called Froki, as well as a rat named Chespin. I don't know that was a rat. And a fox-like critter with tufts of red in its ears called Fennekin. We really like Froki, water Pokemon with some bubble attacks and even poison. You, you best bet I'm going from for Fennekin here. But I do like using Greninja in my card deck. Fairy type monster is what happened. So, Froki, water Pokemon with some bubble attacks and even poison. Fairy type monsters, 37 of them, also make their debut in these Pokemon in these games. <coughs> so, this is where Fairy came from. And Pokemon X and Y finally give trainers one thing they need to maintain their individuality when meeting others in online play serious avatar customization. This was a big development for the Pokemon series at the time. The new options mean you can add clothes, hats, and other apparel, adjusting colors and styles until your trainer really represents your own personal flair. Adding a lot of fashion-based elements to the game as the series moves to France just seems right too. Yeah, I think so. You can even record videos of your avatars to show others and share them online. Online play and matchups are also easier with the player search system, which makes setting up matches more convenient. Best of all, you can manage your contacts by categorizing them as friends, acquaintances, or passerby. X and Y are a stunning reimagining of the Pokemon experience, and the only criticism we have is that there are just 72 new Pokemon and the new nemesis team flare seems a bit weak in combat. <coughs> and this is a picture. I'll be reading Mega Fun on the corner over there. All right, guys. Mega Fun. While you can train your Pokemon as you may have been used to doing in the past, Pokemon X and Y have a special surprise in that you can now help your Pokemon undergo mega evolution well, this is where this generation we came from which seems them change into seriously bad versions of themselves awesome versions of themselves for example our pal Froki becomes the Greninja with even more powerful attacks including a devastating water attack called Surf that just overwhelms opponents well by the way Surf was since Kanto Red and blue. So that's not necessarily new. Cute Finnegan, meanwhile, becomes Delphox, who carries a magic wand and has psychic power. Um, so go ahead and check this out. I think this, this Greninja is not Mega Greninja. But the Delphox definitely looks different. Yeah, Delphox was pretty cool. Alrighty, guys. So, today's episode, we went over Ruby, Sapphire, <clears throat> then um, Fire Red and Leaf Green. It didn't go through uh, Emerald version. I think it did. It touched on. Uh, must have touched up on Emerald version. Um, 
Then, fire red and leaf green. I love that. Then it went into diamond and pearl. <coughs> After diamond pearl, we read about platinum. Then we read about black and white version and black and white 2 and white 2. And lastly, for this episode, we'll end with reading about, we read about X and Y versions. All right. And they brought about uh, Mega Evolution. So let's recap a little bit. What's good about each game? So Ruben and Fire, uh, Sapphire, really cool. Uh, with Emerald, they have the ground on the Kyogre. So very cool. It's based in Japan. Um, and so is the later game after that one. So Fire Red, so Red version and blue, Green version or Blue version <coughs> were also based in Japan. So, so are Ruby and Sapphire. Um, Diamond Pearl, I believe, are not based in Japan. Or, or I think they are. I think they're based in uh, Hokkaido. It says they're based in Sinnoh, right? So yeah, Diamond and Pearl are as well. The one black and uh, white version, I believe, is going to be based on um, New York City. Black and white versus uh, based in New York City. And then the latest one, X and Y that we read, is going to be based in, in France or Paris specifically. So you can see each of these games are going to have different um, maps and different kinds of, of areas to go through. So... Go ahead, check out uh, the games, whichever one you, you could find. Um, sometimes some there are scores that do sell um, older games. Go pick them up, and um, you might be able to find yourself a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance at your local swap. And yes, they're still being traded hands, right? I'm sure there's one out there, probably on Facebook, uh, somewhere being sold. All right, guys. So now I'm going to go over that Vivid Voltage. Uh, code check it out gjd b6bd for jy xkg um last one i'm gonna give as i'm only gonna give over go over this one twice uh it's a sword and shield brilliant stars jkl lcnc cl7 nzz brilliant stars gives you the brilliant ability or chance to get a v-star charizard while vivid char vivid Voltage gives you the awesome chance to use the Charizard that I used in our previous episode. Please go ahead, subscribe, and check out the deck that I built from the Vivid Voltage set a little while ago. It was really cool. It used Leon and Charizard from Vivid Voltage. Well, we had multiple Leons, and it made Charizard very devastating. It was really cool to play. Um, I wish they could bring something like that back. Check it out. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Again, check out Budsprout. Please go ahead and subscribe. Uh, it's only $2 a, uh, a month, and you can see it in the episode descriptions. It'll give you uh, access to all the episodes. And then in the rest of, all, rest of the episodes, I have a lot more stuff going on. Like, you're going to have a, um, access to the, the Discord that we had uh, when we talk about other things. We had other... Um, uh, other things that were accessible through those uh, prior uh, episodes that you don't know about. Some things that I gave away, some some secrets. Maybe I talked about some cards that um, we opened and I said, hey, this card is 
available for giveaway. So check out the prior episode and see what kind of cards there was for giveaway or what kind of cards you could ask about from what we pulled. All right, guys. So that's going to give you a lot of value right there. We have a lot of cards, Master Red Cards, our TG Pokemon podcast. And also we have a lot of um, hours of gameplay where we played Pokemon Unite, Pokemon trading card game. Um, <clears throat> we talked about our in-person experience. We also played Scarlet Violet. Um, you know, everything. The old Pokemon Snap, the new Pokemon Snap, and we compare them. Guys, go ahead, please. Check out and subscribe for only $2 a month. What that does, it's just going to support us continuing the podcast here. You're going to support the podcast, and then you also you have the ability to go into Bonfire and support the podcast that way as well. If you don't mind just having one episode a week or doing both, which will be very awesome if you subscribe and go ahead and check out the merch. Thank you so much, guys. Um, and again, I'm, I'm going to bring that Facebook group back. But for now, I'm going to leave that Master Red Charizard TCG um, email in this description. Go ahead, email Ask me questions, ask me for um, code card, ask me for anything. Uh, ask me for if you would like um, to, to ask me about a card that you heard. Um, ask me. Um, check it out. Um, I'll give you guys good pricing on things. Um, trust me, I'll definitely give you better pricing than anything online, um, especially for people that listen up and you know i love you guys i, I appreciate uh, those who are, who are willing to listen to me and uh, learn about pokemon so definitely much love um if anything comes up anything in your mind go ahead email master red charge at pokemon podcast something you want to see about uh talk about uh on the podcast if you want to show up on the podcast please let me know um, I'm ready. So uh, again, so this is your host Rafi Vakin and it's a Master Red Show, and I'm out. So much talking, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. Next episode. Next episode. Don't leave. We'll be on Sun and Moon, Sun and Moon, and then starring Pikachu and Eevee. And then we'll be in the present era of Pokemon. Uh, no, Nintendo. Switch, let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu will be starring in that one and more. All right, team. Master Red Charger TCG Pokemon Podcast, and I'm out.